Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Crick Index Ashes podcast. I'm your host, Amit Kohli, and today I'm joined by Anfield Index Royalty, Dan Rhodes, Dan Kennett, and Simon Brundish. Well, gentlemen, I don't know about you guys, but I wasn't expecting that from the opening test. An England win, fair enough, but the dismissive nature and shared dominance of Cook's boys was the standout feature. Dan Rhodes, let's come to you first. On Twitter, I remember you saying that you were speechless. How are you feeling about now? Uh, this England flawless England. Yeah, uh, it was pretty much flawless from the from the time when we were forty three for three and should have been forty three for four when Haddon dropped root, and it could have all been different, couldn't it? And 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 it's that attacking intent that was getting a lot of criticism in the first innings, especially with Bell. And apparently, his his dismissal wasn't. Um, you know, his intent wasn't convincing to a lot of people. Um, and then he comes in the second innings and does what he did. And there was virtually contribution um, from every single player. Maybe not Adam Lyth, maybe. Um, but still. So other than he's took a few catches. So it was the intent of all the players to be attacking. Uh, there wasn't any nasty sledging that, we, that we've heard of. It was played in a similar spirit to the to the New Zealand series, which was fantastic. And we had a little bit of luck in, in that Root was dropped and we exploited that, Root exploited that, and the whole team just carried on in the same vein as they had done in the New Zealand series. Fantastic. Yeah, Dan Kennett, let's come on to you. Uh, Root took his chance, man of the match and everything, but at the end of the day, you never get a, a flawless, chanceless innings anyway. So uh, it's the mental ability to, to come back from that and then go on and score a century. How, how are you feeling after the test match? I'm pretty elated to be honest. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just like there was there was so much preview from you know internet preview, um, podcast previews, analysis, and and I, I I don't recall reading any or hearing anybody saying that that this was a likely outcome. What what actually happened? Uh, and you know, it wasn't just as you said. It wasn't just. Uh, 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 a narrow, narrow or lucky win. It, it was a comprehensive. We we, we outbowled them, we outbatted them, and we outfielded them, and we outcaptained them. So in every facet of the game, uh, it was it was uh, it was it was a complete win. Um, uh, absolutely astonishing. I, th- I think it's probably the best England have played since the tour of India uh, in 2012, start of 2013. I completely, I completely agree with that. Um, I mean, sometimes I saw the Aussies batting and I, I thought it was like um, a subcontinent team have come and all they need to do now is get on the, the long sleeve jumpers and, you know, moan about how cold it is or something. It was that's how meek the Australian performance was. Um, Simon, was. What, did you, what did you make of it? I thought it was great. It felt like when I was a kid watching the Aussies, how they used to smash us around all over the place. And, and it felt like that, what it must be like for the Aussies back then, that, that we literally just stuck it to them. Um, 
it, it really feels like we're getting a generation of kids through. It was a bit, we were later than everybody else, but with the whole 2020, this is uh, the attacking way of, of, of batting. And we take Gary, uh, Gary Balance's uh, first inning away. The, the, I thought he was tremendous anyway, but the way we, we just just stuck it up them just went this is how we bat these days and and we played like everybody else has been trying to and and has been for the last four or five years and we're we're i think we're a little bit slower off the mark than everybody else and um all out balls out i think it's just awesome and against the aussies you can't complain can you falling over that was incredible in the first innings yeah, it's just the score like that when you've been forty-three for three is just so very un-English. The last time I can remember something like that was like Edgebast in the second test of the Ashes series, and you know five when we scored something close to four hundred in the four, first yeah, day. Yeah, four hundred in a day. So, it was, yeah, it was wasn't it? Crazy. It was. We weren't waiting for for anything. We were literally just anything slightly offline. Bugger that! Anything off length, and it was. It was. We were going for it. We're taking. We're taking every run that was available. Just it was treating it like any match, rather than going. No, no, no. This is this. We're attacking batsmen, but this is a test match. We're gonna. We're gonna sit down and, and knuckle down and wait. That's how generally we've been. It's been a tradition, isn't it? I, I think our um, all of the analysts that we've got traditionally in Sky now that um, the. There's been a, a transition in the last three or four years, I think, in there. So there's, there's a little bit less stick to be had by the players being attacking players. Whereas before, there used to be much more traditional, uh, you know, cricket commentators that 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 talk about the two, three, and over um, four defensive stuff and, and getting trouble. Like, all <laughs> over Peterson, weren't they, for making a shot? And well, now they're all a boycott was all over Bell in the first innings when we were struggling. That's right. a tripe, isn't it? I think he described it as. So he said the innings was utter try. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. Um, Dan Kenny, let's just bring you back in. Uh, what do you, where do you think this freedom of going for the shots and this sort of intent has come from in the England batting performance? Wow, that's that's the question, isn't it? Because I, I was just thinking when Simon was talking, then um, it's like when we were really good, um, two thousand and nine to two thousand and eleven, we played very. Uh, we were we were the best team in the world, pretty much along with South Africa. Um, but we did it in very conventional ways. It was all about the bowling, uh, the bowling attack. Uh, and then the batting was very attritional, attritional and accumulative. And you had players like Trot and uh, and Cook, especially, who just remorselessly accumulated runs. And we got consistently got 400, 450, 500 on the board. And then you had, then you had the uh, match winners like Peterson in the middle order. Um, and today, uh, oh, this test for here, I mean, obviously it's only a one-off so far, Um it, it, it wasn't based on any of that. I mean, the bowling was fantastic. There's no question that. But the, the best we bowled in such a long time. But the batting, um, it, we don't we don't have any trots or and Cook's not the same player as he was back then. It's 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 different. It's more. It's almost like you could see us being a hundred for six, as well as you could see us being three hundred for four off uh, off off sixty overs. It's it's it's. It's pretty. It's pretty ballsy, as as I said. And you have so. to accept it when hundred for six comes along, don't you? I think, that's, I, think you I, hope, I hope that's why they're using Ali at eight because that could happen. And if you've got another recognised batsman coming in, you could still, you know, there's still at least to get chance to get two hundred. Well, if, Mo, if Moeen's bowling is good enough for him to to to, to uh, have a place in the side and then bat at eight, it's just a fantastic weapon having him a player like him at eight. I, I mean, uh, what I made of it was the key was that somewhere the coaching staff or whoever has said everybody just go out there and play the way you should. So there's. So Cook and Gary Balance are still the accumulative type of people. That's what they do. But then you've got a middle order of Stokes, Butler and Moeen Ali, whose natural game is attack. So they've been told, your natural game is that. And so it all balances up perfectly. Um, and, and Ian Bell's Ian Bell. So the the England uh, batting lineup is so well balanced and it bats so deep that you're not reliant on the, the top four like in most of the batting lineups. No, and, and broad at nine is, is pretty useful with the bat as well. So and Wood looks decent as well. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Wood in the second innings was, was fantastic to watch, wasn't it? <laughs> so what about the pitch? We haven't discussed that yet. Is there any any negatives about the state of the wicket? Because I was dis- I was in a state of dismay after watching the first five overs. The second ball, <laughs> the second ball of three bounces before it got to Haddon. I was just like, oh no, this is just going to end in what? such a bad draw. 
the thing is about the pitch is um, I it, it, it took Austria a long, long time to adapt to that to the to that pitch. Uh, and to be honest, you could question whether they actually adapted at all in in the whole match. Whereas uh, England showed that if you if you consistently put the ball on a full length, there's, there's there was enough there. If you if you put like nine, uh, you know, eleven balls out of twelve, you know, in the same spot, broadly the same spot, it would create pressure, and then it batsmen would make mistakes. But um, Australia, you know, they, 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 it had to be a full length or even very full, um, and there was enough variable bounce and enough. Uh, you know, an, enough sideways movement. And, you got and swing was, with the new ball as well. And there was always, I say, there was always hints of swing. For you know, Stark got it to swing. Uh, even Watson got it to swing, didn't he? You know what? You know, with his little dibbly doblers. Um, uh, and Warner, the, Warner was doing his Graham <laughs> Gooch impression. Yeah. Uh, it, so, so, stop so, there! So, stop there! Stop there! Stop there! Dibbly doblers. <laughs> that is the cricket. That's an old. That's that's an old uh, village cricket term, isn't it? Dibbly doblers. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, Mark Elam. Was the was yeah. the arch- archetypal Dudley Doubler? And, and, yeah. Oh, oh my God! Yeah. Oh, beautiful. But it's it's like England showed that if you consistently put the ball on a full length and and, and, and you could bowl on it, then the Aussies' mistake was, you know, trying to do the short stuff and um, as if it was an Australian uh, Australian wicket. And I think they just bowled the wrong length for the whole match. They, they clearly thought that a lot of England batting weaknesses were based on um, on inability to deal with short pitch bowling, and because of the lack of pace from a short length, they were just they were just pulling them and cutting them all day long. Well, they did. They, to be fair, they did. I mean, balance is particularly in the first innings. I thought that was really poor. You know, he played the short ball really poor from around the wicket, didn't he? Ian? Um, he because. Um, Johnson was coming in with the angle right from the, the end of the return crease on the angle, literally bowling it. At, um, uh, uh, his elbow, uh, his elbow, his, his, his shoulder, whatever you want to call it, it was like a diagonal line homing in. It was brilliant, and and I thought Balance didn't really play it very well. And um, if the pitch had had a little bit more pacing, um, uh, he, he would have been in trouble. But as you said, it it was you know the interesting thing is is whether it was flat by you know paceless by instruction. I guess. I hope so. My, I, my guess is it was. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, I've lived thirty-five years where we've where we've ple- prepared pitches for whoever's coming out, coming over nicely. When <laughs> when, we, when we go every country in the world, and they would they would have this this pitch set up perfectly for their bowlers, whoever happens to be brilliant, and and ours would always be set up for you know welcoming whoever's coming over. And and this time, I think the pitch played a huge part in the it did negate that the um, short ball. So a couple of a uh, couple of squeakers. Uh, batsmen are a bit scared of that stuff. It it, it kind of nullified that, gave them a little bit more confidence. It wasn't too terrifying at all. But it also, conversely, with uh, Broad, who who can get into that, he can get into that uh, that machismo thing with with like uh, whoever the fast bowlers we're playing against, that who can bowl fastest, who can bowl shortest, and he can get he gets into that bowling a little bit too short, banging it in too too much. Um, you know, when it, when it's a hard, fast track, it works. But he carries on doing it anyway, often. And I think this was so poor at that; it was so slow that he it enticed him into pitching the ball up a bit more and and getting the success that we got. I agree with you completely there. I think um, Broad is whose natural length compared to Anderson is always a bit shorter anyway because of his extra height, and that's just how he how he bowls mm. naturally. The fact that he could adjust his natural length and make it fuller. Um, be it that he's been told that anyway, or be it that he 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 had, uh, had had seen the innings, uh, how it was unfolding, and had adapted to the pitch better than Johnson. Uh, I think his credit, and there were some spells that Broad bowled, which were just really good as Broad Broad of old. I, I, I was think thinking, would, yeah. I, I I was thinking about this, and I, I I think it could be the best I've ever seen him bowl, especially this, that that last day. That that's in, the, injury the, the, three, maybe Dan. Yeah, I mean. Because some, I remember we were on the tour of India a couple of years ago, he was coming in and he was literally bowling at seventy six miles an hour. It was miss military medium stuff, yeah. and I thought, you know, you know, what was the point of him in the team? He, he, you know, the, you know, in India you either need extreme pace or spin, and he was there just trundling in bowling seventy six miles an hour rubbish. Um, so, I, I, it, but I, the, the on, on in, throughout the match, he, he was incredible, and I honestly think. In, I know he's run through sides before, and he's, he, you know he's got this habit of getting five, six, seven wickets in a in a in, a, in, in an innings and winning matches. But you know the, the the quality of his bowling was just outstanding. 
I think he's one of those guys that you know, in, in, in fo- compared to football, like the, the those big tall guys. You got the Peter Crouch who uh, who spends his whole time trying to prove that he's not great in the air and whatever. Um, and I think <laughs> that Broad, because he's big, he has to perform in a certain way, and he actually is way better if he pitches the ball up. And and he he so gets drawn into that other side of pitching it pitching it short. And and what Amit said that his natural length. Screw his natural length. His natural length, it should be a little bit further up. And and when he does, he's, he's tremendous. When he's when he's got Glenn McGrath's discipline, he's, he's virtually unplayable, Brad. He's, exactly. he's superb bowler. Exactly. He, he hit, hit 92 mile an hour in the first innings as well. Uh, did, did he really? Yeah, Wood was the only quicker bowler, 92.7. Um, Stokes, 89, and Anderson, 89. So is all, that peak? That's top speed, yeah. Brad's average is yeah, yeah. Broad's average was 85? 85, yeah. And what was Stark? Uh, oh, let me just check Stark. So Stark was, average is 87. Okay. Quick, quickest of 93. So he was the yeah. quickest on show, which you'd probably expect. But but Stark's an interesting one. What's, do you think he's injured? There's a lot of lot of good PR coming out of the Australian camp about how it's uh, yeah. it's fine and he's likely to make the first test and it's just an ankle injury injury that you would expect from a fast bowler. Well, he's more injured than the rest of them. Whatever happens, and uh, I mean, he still got the ball to swing in the first innings, took a fifer, uh, and now there's this whole injury cloud over him. We know that Harris is out, so. This now makes their big bowling loss. lineup a big, big lot. I mean, before the whole thing, all the previews are saying how the Aussie bowlers are going to win it for them. And now well, it's he's the, most English, he's the most English of their bowlers, Harris. Yes. You know, he's the most one. He's, got the, he's also got a lot of experience bowling in English conditions as well. To, to be honest, looking back on it, they, they, they would have been a lot better with Peter Siddle in the team, I think. You said that in the previous pod. I, well, I said he had the best figures. He had the best yeah. experience um, out of all them in England. Because theirs is really inexperienced, other than Johnson, and Johnson yeah. and Johnson's is not very good. Even so though some of our batsmen in the last Ashes down under had a really obviously low opinion of Siddle, like especially Peterson. And you know, he, I don't know why, because he is a good, bo- he is a pretty useful test bowler. And they just thought they could treat him with disdain and whack him. And you know, and and, and I think he was there behind Johnson. He was their second best bowler, wasn't he? So um, yeah, I mean, you've got to see, you've got to see Siddle coming back in for them. I think so. I think Siddle will come back in. Um, Cummins is uh, is injury prone and he hasn't played for a while as well. So I think Siddle's in. The thing with Siddle, though, you see, he's one of those boring bowlers that always gets it in exactly the right space time and time again. He'll niggle at that right, you know, top of off stump, top of off stump. You know exactly what you're going to get. There's none of, you know, so when you mentioned discipline, Dan, it was, I feel as though the Australians as a unit had the lack of discipline as a bowling unit and they didn't have the consistent pressure that the England unit happened to enforce on the whole thing. You know, they weren't, the line in length was, was too ragged. Um, and, no, and they couldn't stop the runs at all. It was very rare. They, they, they could create any pressure at all. There was That's always exactly some four right. balls in there. There was always some wayward balls. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, England definitely bowled. Um, I mean, do you remember the end of day two um, when Voges got out? I think there was five maidens in a row before that. Uh, and it was just that was a, that was the accumulation of pressure of of, of not much happening. Mm. So and the Aussies couldn't really get a hold of that the whole game apart from that first hour. A lot of this is 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 the counter arguments to is it the batsmen that that um, enforce the bowlers off their settled length by attacking with this intent, or is it the bowlers' skills to control the batsmen and then? create the pressure and then they make a rash shot because it's it seemed to me that Australia were bowling well at first obviously to get to get the wickets that they did and then once Root and Stokes got in it was just a totally different ball game they just hit them off the length I, th- I think it's the I think of your the, the choice you've said there Dan it's the latter because uh, if Australia had pl- bowled consistently on a full length I don't think our batsmen could have afforded to have been reckless and, and re- super attacking because I think they would have got out um, but because the Aussies bowling was, you know, it's a short, short stuff, lots of short stuff, lots of stuff banged in. Um, it, it just seemed to be ripe to be to be hit. But yeah, um, I think I think the Aussies got it wrong and we punished them. Um, but if the Aussies had put bowled to the conditions better, I think we would have suffered if we tried to be that attacking. 
we you know we talk about we talk about the the bowling uh, bowling to conditions, but their batsmen, most of them, the majority of their batsmen are back foot players as well. So it didn't the pitch didn't suit them either. So so we we our tactics played beautifully um, into into the conditions, and our players probably a little bit more all round. We play over here, so you have to play in the front foot more often anyway. Um, I, I think the whole thing just suited us, and and we took pro- advantage of, of that for for once. It's probably only Rogers, isn't it, of all their lineup who's you know more comfortable in the English conditions. Yeah, is that, is he's played loads of experience. <laughs> exactly, ten years and more county cricket, isn't it? Though with Rogers, I think. Well, we thought we'd, me and Amit thought it, they'd start with um, who's who's the other opener? Marsh. Yeah, Marsh. <laughs> no, well, we thought Rogers would would stay because I thought that. Warner being so aggressive, they'd need the, the foil for that. So Rogers and Warner work quite well going to the sort of traditional way of thinking that one person attacks, one person holds. Um, and well, Sean Marsh and Warner would be too attacking in the first place. So, you know, and it proved it right. Rogers did a good job and lucky to get to miss out on a century. Um, but I was going to just uh, bring it into you can you don't know what the conditions are like until both, <clears throat> sorry, what the pitch is like until both teams are batted. And the Aussies, found themselves at 129 for one. And that 400 and something didn't seem that good a score at the time. And then Moeen Ali comes on, gets Smith, and then it's a whole different game and they all collapse like a deck of cards. Um, did you think, the, the question is, that do you think the Aussie batsmen underestimate uh, Moeen Ali and were over-aggressive and over-attacking? Simon? Um, probably. I think, yeah, I think you're probably right. Um, but most of their shots, the, the, they're, they're big boys. They play a lot square, don't they, either side of the wicket. And and so the conditions dictate we, we pitch the ball up a little bit more. They, they need to be playing a little bit a little bit straighter, a little bit further down the ground. And maybe that, just getting the first, the first what, the second wicket there, um, it started to put a little bit of doubt in their mind and, and a little bit, it nudged us a little bit further forward, further up the pitch, and um, and it it just they they crumbled, didn't they? They 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 couldn't they couldn't counteract that, which their their nature is to is to counterattack, and their counterattacking shots are square, and and the the balls just weren't weren't pitched there for them to hit, so they 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 kind of just uh, I just think it was like a tidal wave of of stuff going in our favour. Um, of us picking up the that the right tactical uh, maneuvering and and them caving at the same time. Yeah, I thought Smith's uh, Cook's captain said to get Smith in the first innings as well with a short mid on. Um, you know, he just put himself there and then Ali, and it was a poor shot. I thought by Smith who played who played quite disciplined. Um, and, some amazing catches as well. Yeah, there were some ridiculously good catches. Ridiculously I, I, good. I, I couldn't understand what Smith get was doing. Talked about enough. Sorry, I mean that yeah. how athletic our team is. Yeah, oh, it's super, no, super. It is. It's out, that's outstanding, isn't it? We were, we were, we were excellent in the fields. The best I've seen us catch for a long, long time. Long, long time. Definitely. They, if, but over the last ten years, the generationally, we, the, I think we've changed from having lumbering. Um, you know, fast bowlers that don't do anything else, or spinners like Phil Tufnell. Jesus Christ. They can do nothing but bowl. <laughs> if you remember when Jimmy Anderson... Ashley Giles was fielded. Yeah, oh, my God. So we're always hiding somebody. And now we've got we've got 11 athletes out there. That, uh, there's probably five of them that could keep. And that Jimmy Anderson, I just think it, it, it needs to be talked about more, how when he came up, he was, he was a bowler. That's it. He was a swing bowler. And now he's just a beast. He might be the best athlete in the team. And and that's that all comes from self discipline, motivation, his inc- insane ability to work hard, deter- you know, uh, and all of the, t- the the rest of the players feed off that. I can't recall a better fast bowling fielder, more no, athletic. But you wasn't. You, you could put him in the slip cord, and and uh, Anderson would be would be just fine. You just would be always worried that you don't want him to break a digit. Well, he's, he's fielded in the he, third slip for a long, long time, didn't he? He, he was. He, he um, did, yeah. He's excellent, uh, and he, he really, he, I think he was pretty much known as the side's best catcher, especially after uh, Swan yeah. uh, retired. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Duncan, I was just going to uh, ask you again about the 
even just recently in the New Zealand series, the catching was the big thing, wasn't it? Oh, England don't hold the chances mm. and then nope. give it away. I, I couldn't remember, and I still can't. I think Root may have dropped one, but it was a tough one. But I think everything glued, everything stuck. Yeah, Root dropped uh, Warner, didn't he, on the last morning? Um, you know, and it looked like that could be potentially costly until they were, you know, just before lunch. Um, but I, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, there was the first catch from Cook. Cook took, I think, three in the match that were all really good. Belters, um, yeah, because obviously you got Ali from uh, Smith from Ali when you know that was you know when Smith got in a dreadful mess. It was when you watched that replay back, and it was a, I know it's a smart piece of bowling from Ali, but Smith. Jesus Christ! I mean, he made him look like a right mug. Um, it hit it at the back of his mess. bat or something. It, it was like a backwards of the back flick, back to the baller. Mess for, trying to for flick a it te- through mid on. <laughs> yeah, for a, for a test match dismissal, that was pretty disgraceful, to be honest. But he's, um, the man's on thirty three, hundred hundred and twenty nine for one. He's on thirty three. Ali's coming, and he's had some success against Ali. You're thinking. That's probably the only thing I agree with in Jeffrey Boycott. I think it, why do you why do you want to put him in the river? Why just, you're playing yeah. so nicely, accumulate the runs, and it will come anyway. Yeah, you're playing the game for five days. You know, you don't have to. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, so but, but it's part, statue, part of their, yeah. their, their machismo, isn't it? It's, it's, it's full out attack. Now here we go. Open the gates when they came on. Like like Amit said, maybe the, it it came from their their uh, you know lack of respect for his, his abilities. Well, historically, they've always targeted any spinner going to Australia on Australian wickets. They've always targeted them, um, yeah. whichever country they play for. They all can obviously think that it was the same thing. Well, you know, we're just dismissive of this guy. He's a, he's a, he's a batter. He's a part-time bowler. We're just going to whack him. Um, it was it was um, the most expensive bowler in the first innings, Ali, by quite some distance. So I think they've, they've definitely targeted him, and definitely. But if they watched the Indians. If they'd watched the Indies series last year, they might realize they might have realized that he's actually a half decent bowler. Yeah, he's actually I, a half decent spinner. I think his change of pace was a was a huge factor in the, uh, in that. The the um, it was like up up and down um, eight miles, twelve miles difference between between uh, bowl uh, between balls. Sorry, my baseball analogy. Deliveries. They also have a huge um, rotations per minute or whatever. Uh, Whatever it is, the thing that they do, you know, the little thing on Sky. Yeah, yeah, it's revs. 23,000, 100 revs. So, impressive. In the red zone, zone, I haven't seen many spinners achieve that, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, Monelli went for 2 for 71 or 15 overs, economy 4.7, and um, everybody else was 3.6 or under. I mean, Jimmy Anderson, masterclass, 3 for 43, economy of 2.3, but... The thing was that Ali got two wickets, Smith and Clark. That's the key. It's the, it's who he got out that, that matters. And also took the catch off his bowling, which was superb off Clark. That was. Creamed to him, it was. <laughs> but, I mean, if you think of the Aussie batting in the first inning, Smith, Clark, Voges and Watson, all in the 30s, and none of them can convert it to anything. And, and it, it, it's unheard of, this kind of thing. I mean, 258 for four, 308 all out. It's just. It was Clark. Clark said this, didn't he? Clark said it was the reason why they lost because lots of them got in. None of them made a big hundred. I, I, you know what? I don't actually know how good the Australian middle order is. Um, the five, six, and seven. I don't know how good the five, six, seven Voges, Watson, and Haddon is. I mean, uh, you know, in in non-Australian conditions, you know, you got to question Watson's ability. And is is he a, is he a top six batsman? I mean, what's his test average? 34, something like that. Um, I don't know what it is outside Australia. Uh, Haddon is definitely on the decline. And Voges is... Well, he, I, I don't want to be disparaging, but he, he was a sort of county cricket journeyman for a long time. Um, but of all the players you've seen at five for Australia, um, I don't think there's many weaker than him. Of course, with, with Watson... Uh, the reason why he struggles so much is because he plants a foot foot and hits through the line in Australia <laughs> all day long. In Australia, yeah. it's fine because there's no movement off the seam and you've got a true bounce. But as soon as there's any kind of pitch with any kind of movement, he plants that foot foot and he's, just got, no, he's got no other technique. Yeah. And, and eventually, he's going to miss one. Just, no I mean, and it's just a technical weakness in England, and you've got a, it's a, it's an old term, but horses for courses, you need someone who can who can play the moving ball and show him what's a gamp. Just one yeah. of those early early nineties Aussie all rounders, isn't he? That he, he it's, it, I think it's indicative of the quality of their uh, or lack of depth that he's got so many uh, games. 
I don't I don't think he'd have played in any of their great sides. No, no question. I mean, at five, so I'm thinking of Dean Jones, Mark Waugh, Alan Border. Um, you know, and Voges. Steve not, Waugh. Steve Waugh, yeah, another one. Uh, maybe Mark was more of a four, wasn't even a five, to be honest. So, but yeah, the, these players who batted at five for Australia and mm, Voges, yeah. It's a, it's definitely, the top four's, the top four's decent, pleased. decent to good, um, but that middle order, mm, you've got to look at that. That's it's a, a bit late. more like a typical English side. That that we we typically have uh, our innings is have, have historically been dictated by how well our openers do, and then from then it's top three, top four, top max, and you, we're lucky to get a five or a six that get get a high score. I think it's very reminiscent of that. Whereas, no, the, if you look- the, the the middle order is the difference now. So you yeah, know, you've exactly. just you've just said that. Um, guys that uh, the middle order of Australia suspect and then you compare that to the middle order of the English and that yeah. is that is like superb no baggage these guys are fresh youthful have that kind of this brand of cricket that everyone talks about so the English have got this new sort of uh, resurgence in that department yeah, well. Rootstokes and Butler yeah yeah that's fantastic <laughs> uh, I've got to give some defensive words I think you were the top run scorer in the Sheffield Shield so there's a top form player in Australia to come yeah, in yeah and he had his test debut late, didn't he? And he came in and he got a century. Was it against the West Indies? Yeah, he's been um, decent. He's been, you know, if he's the form guy in Australia, then fair enough. But he's not. It doesn't strike any fear into us because we've seen him get out a lot in county cricket. So, yeah. Um, Haddin, of course, arguably could have been a man of the series last time we played them because he rescued them from five down many times. Oh, he was fantastic in the last Ashes. Um, but apparently he's been on decline for 18 months, you know, not averaging... 15 or more or something like that so that's not good enough um, yeah. whereas Butler is a completely different animal and Stokes and you know it's like you say it's the freshness of it isn't it and I was going to do a little smiling at him when they're, when they're <laughs> trying to, to trying to sledge him and he's just smiling at him that, that he misses the ball and smiles and then drives it through mid through um, extra cover the next shot and smiles again and then smiles when he takes a catch or smiles when he gets out it's just it's just a different different type of player that we've not seen for a long time, I think. He's enjoying it. Picking on what you were going to say about what you guys were saying about Watson, um, is that the last we've seen of him? Do you think they'll, you think they'll bench him, Dan Kennett? Well, I have to say, I haven't seen enough of Mitchell Marsh um, to know how good he is. Um, all I saw was that in the in the warm-ups was the, the, the scorecards of the warm-up games and he, he scored a stack of runs, didn't he, in the, in the games of the counties. Um, How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
I don't know what Mitchell Marsh's bowling is like, um, but um, Watson. I mean, he's te- he's, 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 he thinks he's got four test centuries, and you know he's he's always he's got historically had problems in England. His bowling is, is, is economical, definitely, and he get he, he can break partnerships. But I don't know. You, you can you could. It's a tough one because um, he's a senior player. Um, but you know, it's an interesting point with what um, Sai was saying before about the um, athleticism of the English team. Watson is not an athlete, and neither's Haddon. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what if they're going to do that, and they're going to because it they, they, it, it, it won't take much for this some of these Australians to look their age. Um, so it's it's going to be a very tough call for them. Rody, what do you think? Do you reckon they're going to drop Watson? Ma- Marcus North thinks that um, Mitchell Mars, the most similar fit to the, an English player, is Stokes. If he thinks he's in that kind of mould, um, similar bowling, attacking batsman. And obviously scored both the centuries in the warm-up games. So yeah, it it, it would be very Australian to change now. I, I, I can see him and and Siddle as well for Lords because the, the pitching the ball up is going to be huge there as always. A bit of line and length could could really go either way. Yeah, I think Siddle will definitely come back in. Even if Starks, even if Starks fit, I still think they'll bring in Siddle. Yeah, and Bren drop who? Um, depends if they want to go four seamers. Yeah. Um, or they could drop Hazelwood. Oh, Hazelwood is. I thought Hazelwood looked quite good. I thought players. he looked their best bowler at times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, but I just think that I think Siddle's going to be their best bowler for English conditions. Now, now that Harris is out, sorry. Yes. If if, if for me, if um, if Stark's fit and he's fit, you drop Johnson for Siddle. And the other way around, obviously, if he's not fit, Siddle comes in for Stark. Johnson, can <laughs> I would at Lords. If they're not great, if there's going to be no bounce, there's no point in playing him. Yeah, but he can still bat. They don't, is, yeah, they yeah, don't have anybody yeah. from five, do they? Well, if you're this picking your the... fast bowlers for the batting, then <laughs> I oh, think they're going to struggle. But we, we, we've done it for 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Johnson's in the all-rounders, best all-rounders list in the top ten. I think he's four. Um, for test matches so yeah that's a fair point but I just think for the conditions Johnson you know it'd be brilliant at the Oval but he's not going to be any good at Lords if he's no, not getting any bounce so you bring in Siddle who's going to be the metronome that we were talking about earlier and that's going to improve your team more than Johnson's batting you're right but he's their guy isn't he he's their big go-to guy taking him out it, 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 I, th- I think it shows a little bit too much it's, it's a bit too defensive on their part it's a bit too reactive it's, it's not Australian is it to, to admit it's, it's probably, it wrong with probably the smart move, but doing that is just really not Australian. No, especially after he, he was the one who um, the man of the series last time in Australia. Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't I don't see that. I, I don't either. I agree with you guys. I don't. What I do see is I think Watson is is definitely dropped, um, and I think they'll bring Mitchell Marsh in. It gives them the the bowling option there anyway. I mean, Watson was picked as an all rounder, and he only bowled thirteen overs in the whole match. So. That's a nonsense in itself. So I think um, any his batting weaknesses with the LBWs have, have been mentioned. So I think Mitchell Marsh comes in for Watson. I think Siddle only comes in if they if they decide to give... I mean, they might think Stark's well enough to play, but they're thinking, well, Siddle could come in anyway, and then they could, they'll drop Stark, because then they'll save Stark for later or something. I think the, they have to make a change, because their worry is that if it's two tests have gone and they're still 1-0 down or two tests have gone in they're 2-0 down, it's too late to come back. I think that's the, the mentality is, if we're going to change it, change it now. They can't drop Johnson because of what you've just said, um, Dan Kennett, about it's, uh, and Simon as well. It's just too much of a, you know, he's their talisman, if you're figurehead. They can't drop Haddon for the same reasons, even though... He's got no record in England, though. Mitchell Johnson's record in England is really Isn't poor. Very good. No, it's terrible, but he's and still... Like, is very good. in the world. I'd, I'd do it. I'd, I'd do it because I think that would play into the hands of, of England could then be a bit more overconfident, a bit buoyant. Oh, Mitchell Johnson's not playing. And then that would give them the, you know, Siddle wanting to prove himself. Mitchell Marsh is in there as well. It would, you know, almost give the Australians the unusual underdog, underdogs uh, tag, which might benefit them. I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to do it, though. They're not going to... They'll, they'll drop Watson um, and bring Marsh. Johnson, Johnson, four wickets at 76 in his career at Lords, two matches. 
Exactly. <laughs> it settles. But, but, they, but the way they'll see is that, is that he owns balance. That's what they have in their mind. And and they won't be able to, you know, drop that. That's it, because it's just not how Australians think. There's no way at Lords, given where the location of that ground is and the location of, of all of the Australians that live in England, there is no way they're dropping Mitchell Johnson. We'll see. If I if I that's the best decision to make and I I think they will make the decision. But it just depends on Stark. Definitely depends on Stark, I think. Because if Stark's not fit, then it, you don't need to do that. But if Stark's fit and raring to go, oh, Siddle's got to come in. Yeah, we'll see. Well, we'll see. Could they? I was going to say, they can't drop Watson and put in Siddle because they, they, they wouldn't have the batting in them, would they? Smith and Clark have both bowled at Lords before, so maybe they dropped Lyon. I don't know. I think he's a good holding. Lyon, Lyon bowled the best. Yeah, he bowled uh, the best. Is Lyon going to be effective at Lords? Well, has just Lyon. Lyon's Lyon. I, I, you know, I just think I, I think he's he's pretty a mediocre spinner, really. But he, he just seems to have a knack of being able to block up an end somewhat and take the odd wicket. So, yeah, I mean, he, if you're going to be if you, if you, if, you, if the other team's going to be in the field for a day, four sessions, you're going to need your spinner to to block up an end on you at some point. So. I mean, they could in theory. They could, they could alter the dynamic of the attack and go in without a spinner. But um, who knows? It's going to be a very interesting selection for them. England play the same team. We all think, yeah, definitely. And one thing I was going to mention that we did we kind of didn't go over was Ian Bell. Uh, a bit of a uh, you know return to form, so to speak, in the second innings. Played some nice shots. Looked uh, looked good. Pleasing on the eye as always. Um, guys, uh, Rhodes will come on to you. What did you think of, especially after having that kind of dismissal in the first innings, uh, with the second innings, uh, good to see Bell coming back into form? I, I loved his first ball against Lyon. Just came out with his feet. Nearly missed it, but I loved the fact that he was trying to use his feet on the first ball and trying to dominate, and the fact that he'd gone that way. Um, and then, obviously, I had a quite a big discussion with quite a few people on Twitter about whether he should have been dropped. And this leads me to a question for Sai. The rolling averages, um, you said 12, 12 innings is kind of yeah. a standard standard that they use. And I was, I've been thinking about it, and I was going to prepare rolling 12 innings for all the various batsmen. But then I thought, is it fair to do that? It, should you be comparing um, you know, an, a series in Australia with a series in India because of the varying pitches? Oh, and of course. I, you know, so it's hard to do, yeah. So you need to contextualise the pitches, and if you're doing that, then your twelve rolling twelve match innings could be could be three years. Do you know? I was I was diff, I was finding it difficult to. That's not see. That's not it's not generally how it works. So they'll have they have the rolling twelve innings, but then then um, from there they'll be able to then uh, select in such and such conditions on a bouncy wicket against left-handers. You know. That's that's how it works, but but the, at the top of the tree is their their twelve their twelve inning um, average and their twelve inning strike rate. That's good. Yeah, so no, I was just trying. I was just try, yeah, yeah, because Bells was struggling if he didn't get a score in the second innings because his last good one was was twelve innings ago or something, and that was that quite bring, a while. You know, him, but he got he got hundred for Warwickshire. The other yeah, exactly. Like two weeks exactly. ago, didn't he? He's not exactly. he's not like out of touch. He's so, do you got, think the England selectors consider? All these things, so not just not just runs in Test cricket. I, I uh, think that was never getting dropped. Is Ian Bell? Who's replacing him? Well, I, I agree with that. Oh. A lot of people are saying that. Are, he's are you forcing us to um, send two letters? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not going on that. But maybe Bester. Well, yeah, uh, I, I think. I'd rather, I, I, I think I'd rather have an out of form Bell than than Bester. I'd, I'd got my doubts about whether he's a Test cricketer, but but um, isn't Ian Bell the least? Oh, the most underestimated English batsman of all time. He's a wonderful. I think, he's, wonderful I, think I think he is in decline though. Um, I think 2013 was his peak, and I don't recall watching him play a dominant innings since that since that series in any form for England. No, but he, yeah, he's on his way down for sure. But he's still been a phenomenal batsman for us, and and we're still. I think we've we've been way too eager in dropping. Our players and getting getting on their backs, and I think I think give 
I think, particularly with Strauss at the head now, there was no chance he was getting dropped. I totally agree, because there's a, there's a book in there, Graham Hick syndrome, about English yeah. cricket. Don't and, start on Graham Hick, because we'll be here for three hours while I eulogise him. He's my favourite favorite player. And my we just got into his head by dropping him about 17 times by the 50th test or something. Yeah, like mm-hmm. 17 times by the fifth test. <clears throat> it, I think we, the, the experience, isn't it, the bell provided, because it's relatively, in Ash's terms as well, quite an inexperienced squad. Uh, and then you need the, the Cook, Bell, Anderson, Broad, you know, these sort of four players... Uh, to provide the experience for everybody yeah. else, and, and Ian Bell's in Bell, like a rookie opener as well. I was going to say, so exactly what I was going to say. You've already got one um, uh, rookie in the uh, in 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 the, in the batsman, and I can't see us changing the rest of the batting lineup unless it really unless they go five six failures in the series. You know, I mean, I know no balance can't buy a run really this summer, and he looks out of form. But with with live at the top of the order, I just I, it's difficult to see. Um, I think balance played a really important part in the in the in uh, in the first inning. Did yeah, he took it out. Really... So, yeah, he, he did, and he, he he occupied a lot of balls, which was great because I think they, I think he took took about 140 balls for his runs. So yeah, but, but particularly he, after Cook got out. Yeah, he, he's mentally tough. Did balance, it. He, I like it. If he didn't do it, no one was gonna. Yeah, but he is mentally tough. Rhodes, I thought this was a perfect uh, cue for you to say that how I predicted that Ian Bell and Balance would get fifty. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. Right? <laughs> you did. You called it, and um, fair play. I'm glad they did. Uh, so glad because that was that would be a topic of selection if uh, if Ian Bell had failed. Got I was desperate when Ian Bell was in his forties. I was almost like a, you know when you when you your fantasy cricket players are about to score a. And you, you're thinking of the points. I was like that almost. Uh, I'll do it, and I'll, I'll mention it on the next podcast. <laughs> I was on. I was on uh, TweetDeck, and I put in the search words Ian Bell after um, when Joe Root was on about fifty, and Balance was on about forty or something like that. And the criticism and the amount of people that were saying that Bell should be out. It was the volume of it was shocked me. Um, so it, that it, that I think the biggest weakness for England are the fans, are the ones that just just react to two innings or one innings or a, a slight run of form. It is crazy, um, and it, but he's always been that under it's, that, it's that guy, the underestimated guy, the whipping boy. But then you could. Say, what about dropping Joe Root for the last Ashes, and did that give him a spark to you know? Obviously, when Strauss got dropped, didn't he, and he came back in. You know, it's hard to it's hard to balance, but um, hard to balance. But Ian Bale himself is is one of my favourite, one of the one of the best technical batsmen oh, yeah. um, of the last ten years in all cricket. Yeah, so it correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but I don't think uh, in the England squad the players who were left out was was Rashid and Finn. So I don't think even think there was a, another batsman in the squad. Was no, there? There wasn't. No, there was so, no chance. No, there wasn't. No, and it's an unchanged squad for the second test. That was is my that, point. They were, I don't think they were they're going. There's any thought of dropping Bell. That is my no, point. No, and no, and yeah, all the criticism he was coming in from. That's the that's the that's the bad thing. That's the negative. Isn't it? Um, I, I, I wouldn't even know who the next um, the next cab off the rank is. I mean, obviously they've closed the door on Peterson. So is it James Taylor? Is it Bester? Is it, it Bester the next one? Is he? Got to be. He's in. He's in decent. He's in decent form as well. He's got like fifteen hundred runs this year. He's got. So he's got. He's got. I think he's got like a double hundred and a century in his last five innings. Yeah. All right. Yeah, okay. No, Besto Besto is in form, averaging more than 100 for Yorkshire this season, and he had that impressive man of the match performance in the white ball cricket game against uh, New Zealand. But I think the other chaps who are in line are Owen Morgan and um, Alex Hales. I think they're the two that they're, no, gonna... they're not test players. I, I don't. I, I personally think James Taylor is the is somebody that should shouldn't be overlooked. But at the moment, James Taylor uh, is your number four. I, I like. Or Joe Root is, and you've got Taylor at five. I would like I would like Owen Morgan to be given a good an extended run. I think he could no, be. No, I, I I just think he'd be better for his career if he just if he just focuses on the one day captaincy, becoming a specialist. I don't think there's any point trying to prove that he's something he's not. I just don't. I, I remember having this exact conversation about Collingwood. Yeah, but Collingwood's. No, I don't know. At least Collingwood had um, a, a, the the technique and you the mental toughness. I thought, I thought Collingwood, for Test Collingwood cricket. was a journeyman at best. Uh, and then all of a sudden, he got he got in the test team. I've no idea how, and he's stuck. Because and, he had supreme mental strength. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but Morgan's Morgan's a much better player. I think, uh, I think, I think Morgan. 
No, I, I agree with um, slightly agree with Dan on this. Dan Kennett on this one only because I feel as though in Butler, Stokes, Moen Ali, we have so many aggressive players, and put to put another naturally aggressive player in there, um, you haven't got that balance of aggression and stayers. Yeah, I, th- I think you're probably right in the context of the team. I'm just I'm just talking like entirely. Oh, yeah, but Morgan's a, a talented player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's never really got a go. I think I think he, that's what I'm saying is I think I think like his his shot making ability is is considerably beyond Paul Collingwood, and Collingwood ended up being a you know a, a real uh, anchor of the of the England team for like five six years. I, th- I think he was an anchor through his determination and application. Whereas yeah. Morgan's never going to be an anchor. That was the old brand of cricket, you see. But I, I, I wouldn't see an issue with, with Morgan or Bairstow for someone like Stokes, but not for number four, Bell. No, no, I agree. Is James Taylor not in then with anybody's thinking? I, I don't think that we're going to make any changes to the batting lineup in the entire series. No, I think no, no, not. No, 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 no. In general, I was just thinking if somebody got injured or something. Oh, injury? Hmm. It yeah, just depends who it is. I, I think yeah, I don't mind Hales for live. Taylor I wouldn't mind an attacking then. opener. Mm. I, I just want I want an opener to get a series as well, or get a couple of series. Just go on because the, the, the pressure of being an opener, particularly along alongside what is probably the greatest opener England have ever had. There is some serious stress going on in there. I, I, I just like go and sit in and, and do your thing, and you're not going to get dropped for the next fifteen games. It, as long as long as the rest are doing their job, I think we might get somebody to break through doing that. But otherwise, we just you're not going to find another Strauss or another another Cook. They're they're you know generational players, and and we, they just happen to to be in the same team at the same time. Yeah, I would mind a Hales getting fifty or fifty just to open an innings and get rid of some of the red off the Duke ball. Yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> and then you just let Root dominate with Bell or Stokes when when the ball's less hard and not swinging or moving. But it's only going to come off maybe one in three, so you don't know. You don't even know if he can deal with the. But he, d- he doesn't even have a particularly you know, decent first class average, does he? Yeah, no, he doesn't. No. Uh, very quickly, guys, I just wanted to talk about Adam Lythe in that, um, with a with a, you know not particularly good with the bat in either innings, uh, but he's he's the new guy, so obviously England is sticking with him for a while, so he'll get the series, no doubt. Um, what what do you make of him? Do you think Adam Lythe is the or is he going to be another Nick Compton? Um, I'm still I'm still sore about Compton getting dropped. I, 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 that was an outrageous decision. That was outrageous the way that uh, Compton got treated by the Yorkshire Mafia in the media. <laughs> honestly, I, I, honestly I, I, it was the Yorkshire Mafia that yeah forced him out. It was outrageous. I agree with you completely. Hence, I put him in the question just to see if somebody was uh, thinking. But seeing as Lythe was the Yorkshire skipper last year, he's not going to be under the same kind of pressure from the media. Um, or the Yorkshire Mafia, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, this is yeah. so funny. The Yorkshire, who's the Yorkshire Mafia? Boycott <clears throat> um, Vaughan. Mainly those two. <laughs> <laughs> didn't Sam Robson come in as well after after Compton? He didn't get much of a yeah, chance, did he? Yeah, he did. I, I, and I, yeah, that was... That was a shame, actually. Yeah, um, I mean, Live he's, he's very experienced. He's got a great track record. Um, um, it's yeah, it's just got to be one of those ones. It's the same way that um, oh, the Hampshire fella who went down under last time, um, Carberry. Ford. Carberry again. Carberry, yeah. he, we didn't give Carberry enough run either. You know, we should have had more um, a longer run than he did as well. So precisely what we, I've been saying. Yeah, we we seem to be stuck in a bit of a loop with with you know, it's Carberry, it's it's Compton, it's Live, it's Robson, all of them getting five, six, seven games. So, mm, yeah, it, the, the cycle's got to be broken at some point, and yeah, you'd hope that um, you'd hope that Live can do enough. You know, say he's say he's got an average of about thirty-five after ten tests, and you know, let's let, let's hope that you know something like that, and then he can, and you know, keep keep going and after that. That would be nice. That we can get I, I, I think there's value to, to for that for for to have an opener that's just just getting like just above thirty five, while while um, while Cook and and um, they're, they're they're doing their thing at the other end. I think this, you know, I think there's value to that. Rather than is having there no value to to a, a route or balance opening? Oh, do we need a right hander? I I really would I, like a right hander. The last hander. thing I would do is move roots from where he is now. The way he's playing, <laughs> I, I agree. I'm just the last thing I would do. He, he's, he's playing. He's the form of his life. Um, no, I wouldn't do that. Um, 
No, I, I think the only the only the only change is that there's probably going to be an injury in the bowling unit and the fast bowlers. Um, the question is what kind of condition is Finn in, um, and then on the spinners because um, that's the only that was the real talk, wasn't it? Was it Rashid or Ali? But yeah, um, if I, if Moeen, I like him. He, he's he's he is super aggressive, and I, to be honest, I have to say, I thought he would struggle in this series. I thought if he was going to be batting in the top six, uh, I thought it'd be a walking wicket against the Aussie short pitch stuff. But fair play to him, his pull shot um, in in that in that first innings. Uh, I don't recall him playing that that well before. You know, I know obviously the pitch was a bit slower, but fair play to him. Well, he said he got into a bit of a, a bit of a lull um, and just decided to play the things that come natural when it was a short ball and it was you know a kind of a fear factor against it and not knowing whether you should be ducking, not know whether you should be getting out of the way or, you know, if he just tries to hit every ball that he sees that he thinks he can hit, that's a much better way. The the Indian quicks last summer made him look a bit of a, 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 a bit of a mug when he was trying to, with the short ball, didn't he? Exactly. But he was batting much higher than you. He was trying to play the proper role. Was he he opening? I think he, he did open, didn't he? I mean, he opened in, and in the, uh, in the test matches. I mean, it's, I mean, blocked that series out from his memory. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can only remember Lords. That was it. <laughs> so on Lords, who's who's going to win? What's going to happen in the second test? Second test. Well, you, you have to assume that the Aussies are going to come back. You know, with everything, uh, uh, they'll make a couple of changes. Probably they'll bring in Mitchell Marsh, but they've got to. I think the conditions is what they think. I think they bowled wrong in the first place, but because they had England at 43 for three, that made them psychologically think, yeah, no, we've got it. All we just need to do is, you know, we've got them now. They're, they're rocking. Um, and it, it all the, the, the negative uh, sort of approach came back into play. Whereas if they'd have just looked at the conditions properly, I think they underestimated England hugely. Uh, I think in the second test, nobody's going to get underestimated. They're going to think these guys have done the homework. And they're going to have to react and uh, and come back. The English are going to be prepared for that as well, though. You know, this isn't going to be uh, an India or a, a Sri Lanka or a Pakistan type of team that's just going to crumble. You know, they're going to come back hard. It's the Ashes and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, but I think England now, uh, I've got a fantastic chance. Um, and I predicted a, an Australian three-one, and on Twitter I said, "Well, the one's out of the way." <laughs> I can't see unless something happens drastically. I think if the Australians get the batting sorted, if the t- and the toss is very important, I think it, it could be a different game. But I think the English have got enough self-belief now. Uh, you know, they've proven it to themselves. So it's not that they know in training; they've proven it on the pitch. They know that they can do it. So it's 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 a fascinating setup. But I think it will be close still. The toss is the key. <laughs> I think it's going to be a plan. toss because I, I think the weather's. I, don't, I think it's going to be questionable again. There are there are showers coming every day. Oh really? I yeah, the forecast isn't great all I this week. Uh, I don't think there will be any draws this whole series. I think there's going to be five results. I agree. <laughs> I agree as well, just because of this uh, four and over being the new. Two and a half yeah. and over. Even with even with some and the, and the pitches drain so quickly these days, and they make up the time. Um, I think for Lords, the plan is going to be the same for both teams: is win the toss, bat, and get four hundred plus. And if if either team can, whoever if either team can do that, win the toss, bat, and get four hundred plus, then their chances are they're going to win. I agree. Rosie, what's your thinking? Hard to argue with that. Uh, no, I I think they're going to come back strongly, and I think it'd be. Uh, a mistake to underestimate them and I really the one thing I don't want is to be discussing this after the second test and saying oh England's shot selection and the, and the t- attacking shots uh, it's costing the game I don't I don't want to be discussing getting rid of players because of attacking intent if we go to Lords and 100 for 6 in both innings then I'm happy with that I'm hoping it's going to be this approach because I think this is the only way to take them like we did in the first test is the only way to beat them through the discipline and the aggression, play fire with fire is the against the Australians. I think is the thing. Um, lastly, I just going to say, with the mentality of the Australians, do you think that they uh, weren't aggressive enough, or they weren't sledging enough, or they didn't have the? Uh, are they thinking you know they were almost not giving it as much as they normally would? Uh, any thoughts on that? Or do you reckon it was just you know it wasn't brought to the 
the viewers kind of you, you know, can't think... you can't sledge when you're getting beat. Stark <laughs> famously did the did the finger over when he didn't he? finger over his lips when he got he did who was it Stokes who was it who he got out and he put his finger over his lips I think it was Stokes. And it's a bit different, uh, a bit difficult to say as somebody's walking to the back, walking to the wicket. Yeah, Mitchell's going to break your fucking arm if you're bowling on a pudding. The pitch, <laughs> yeah, so. Exactly. Yeah. So that, that, those threats sort of ring more hollow as well. But yeah, I think you're right. If, if you're not doing that well in the game, then it's sort of like shouting into an empty room, isn't it? You know, they tried the mind games, they didn't they? Um, with, with Stokes, when Stokes was batting, I think they tried to get. They, they were showing it, Nasu Hussain think, picked up on it, in that when Stokes was batting, he's got this idiosyncrasy where he likes to put a wave, you know, you know when you sort of go in the middle to chat to the other guy or do a bit of gardening? He likes to do this, he likes to wave his bat on the crease before he goes. And I think Warner and Lyon picked up on this, and then when he was there, they'd, they'd go right in, stand right next to him, pretend to shine the ball or something, so he couldn't do his thing and then that was obviously the I thing. I said, that. They, so they so they, they showed it, and it was they thought it was going to wind Stokes up because they, they they view Stokes as the weak link in terms of he's the he's the the person that's going to lose it, and they thought that would get on his nerves. But Stokes patiently stood there, waited till the left, and then did his little wave. He kind of like um like waves waving a wand. He kind of waves his his bat, drags it in a circle where you know where the crease is. Before he leaves to go chat to the other guy in the middle of the pitch, it was. It was I mean, <laughs> He's it, a guy a bit of a Jonathan Trot. It, it, it's it's, it's infantile. <laughs> it, 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 I think it's all a little bit racist picking on the ginger guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With his New Zealand heritage, I think they just they just want to go for Stokes anyway. I, yeah, I, I read before the series that that, that was the one they were going to. They were the one. He was the one they were targeting before the series. That's what I heard. There was, it, it there, was, was yeah. there was one there was one video of uh, of Mitchell Johnson saying stuff to uh, Jimmy Anderson, wasn't there? And then uh, and Anderson oh, uh, something about you know so he was swearing at him about not getting wickets, and uh, and then he literally in the same shot then bowled and uh, got had an out. Then ran and gave him the finger. Well, that's that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the thing is, it's easy to sledge. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy gives it as good as he gets. But the thing is, when the when the ball's not moving, he can be he can be got after. But when the ball is moving, he's pretty much the best in the world. So, um, I think, you uh, know what? I, I would I would actually I would actually bowl first, uh, Lords. <sighs> I, I I always like to bowl first, especially if it's uh, overcast. I think I think we've got a great bowling attack. I think we we just you know put a foot on their throats and. It's going to be probably the the best type time for the pitch to be bowling. No, I think, I think the, it's going to be the couldn't, wettest. Couldn't disagree more. <laughs> I, 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 I've had this discussion with Dan many times about batting first. Yeah, you, you want to bowl fourth. You want to bowl fourth and bat first. Yeah, I know, I know, I know the rules. I know the stats. It's just the feeling. That's all. No, I, I love this Dan, feeling. I'm Dan on this one as well. Uh, I'm with Dan Kennett on this one because. As much as Cook's got the captaincy all sorted and he's got a bit of a strut, I really hope he maintains his conservatism and if he wins a toss, he's got a bat. <laughs> you know, none of this, oh yeah, we'll be funky now, we'll bowl. And this <clears throat> unless, it, unless it's like that pitch we played on India, India on last summer where, where you couldn't actually tell the wicket from the outfield, it was that yeah. game. <laughs> <laughs> unless it's something like that, I'll, I'll put a caveat in. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> you know, you, I, I'm sure you're right. I'm sure you're right. It's just that looking at the conditions, I think the best conditions for bowling are going to be first day. And the, obviously, in the, the scene bowling, yeah, in the in the in the 2005 series, Ponting famously put England in uh, bowled first, didn't he? And we scored yes. that 407. So Jimmy well, Anderson, he... 75 wickets at 26 at Lords. Can have to have big balls to do that, though. Well, Steve Waugh used to say this when you know that. To win a test match, you've got to take twenty wickets. So we may as well get started. Yeah, but but well, then we're again, he team and uh, yeah. you know, yeah, he, 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 he was captain in Warren, McGrath, Lee, and Gillespie. Though I was about to say, exactly <laughs> the same thing. I was, was going to say you could have put me. You could, I could have had that Australian team and me, and I would have won <laughs> everything. I would have won everything. I would have put me there as a the captain. But that is my feeling about this. I think we see that. I think that our strength of the team, as, as well as we bat, we battered. Our strength of the team is our is our the best bowlers in the world. Get on with it. I think it's interesting. I always love a good ball in first conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll see a slow pitch. I think we'll see a slow pitch. It won't break up, and yeah, 
So it's just going to be a question of, um, and it's going to come down to who can bat for the better. And because if one team can get 400, then they're in the box seat. Gentlemen, thank you for your thoughts. I think that brings us to a close. Um, fascinating second test awaits us at Lords, and uh, we hope to have your company then. Thank you to everyone. Bye-bye for now. about your cricket, I reckon you still got a chip on your shoulder, cause like Carl Hooper you were a lollipop bowler, and if I'd been playing when you were around, I'd have smacked your googlies out the ground. I doubt that very much, Jeffrey. I haven't finished yet. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag, say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.